This is the Big Biz Show. What's so funny about investing money, you ask? Play ball. The Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully hope to answer that. Top-rated, insightful financial analysis. If you are looking for insightful financial perspective on key market strategies, keep looking. I told you, this is the Big Biz Show. Hello. This is Russ and Sully. Hey there, live from Jump Television Studios in sunny San Diego, California. Big Biz Show's on the air. Great to have you along today. Of course, we've been talking to our television audience on YouTube America and Biz Talk, or Biz TV, mm -hmm. which is about 110 million broadcast television homes across the country. Let's not forget our radio audience on Biz Talk Radio Network, iHeart Radio everywhere, and American Forces Radio. <laughs> 75 countries in all the ships at sea. Rusty Nails, of mm -hmm. course. Uh, it's the holiday season. Uh, I want to yes, I want to remind people, and the, the reason the reason that I'm talking about the holiday season today is because uh, because we have less of a holiday season like a than we than we've than we've had in the past. Okay, hmm. um, specifically because yeah. Thanksgiving is is the fourth. Thursday. Fourth? Last Thursday, whatever that is. Okay. Well, because it's, it's, a we're having a different we're Sometimes having a different dealio this time. Yeah. yeah we so so bottom line is. Um, we have a different holiday sort of metric Schedule, now, yes. and, and I will tell you, um, they you're going to have six fewer shopping days. Six wow, fewer shopping huge. days, translating to a billion dollars in revenue left behind. Uh, retailers, however, are already getting a head start because yeah. you're seeing Black Friday sales, and it's this Friday is not even is November first. I, mm -hmm. I think you're going to see the first Black Friday sale mm -hmm. on November one. Um, the bright spot this year will be e-commerce, online shopping, poised to outpace traditional retail growth 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 by ten percent. So here's the deal about online shopping: not many, not many, uh -uh, not much. Molly, how many is our intern here today? No. Okay. If she were here, I was going to ask say, her. No, I was going to ask her. Everybody else knows the answer to this here. But Molly, our intern, doesn't. So I was going to say, if, if most of you, if I asked you what percentage of shopping is done online versus sticks and bricks, you say, oh, 60% online. That's garbage. It's 11%. No, it's, Actually, it's up to 13%. Yeah, because it was. It gets worse. Yeah. Only 30% of us even shop online. Yeah. So of all the shoppers, only 30% of shoppers shop yeah. online. And of those shoppers, only. 13% uh, represents online shopping. Some stuff translates well to web shopping. Other stuff... Bought a sport gotta... coat online the other day. Wow. Bought a sport so coat. What's your size? Well, this is what I did. I, oh did, the, I, did, this, I did the showrooming thing. Yeah. You know the difference between showrooming and webrooming? Webrooming is when you go online, okay. shop for the cheapest price, walk into Best Buy and say, hey, I found it cheaper online. Right. And, they, and, then, and then you they, they match it. And if it's like a camera, you want to pick it up and use it and see if it right. fits your eye or right. whatever. Right. <laughs> Because part of the camera's metrics is if it fits your eye. Are those fat guys with big ears? So, uh, uh, so that's web rooming. Show rooming is when you go try something on. Yeah. Then you go buy it online. That's, so I what I did is I walked into the Patrick James clothing store by the uh, uh, Whole Foods Market where oh. you and I live. You know where that is? Maybe Over by the yoga yeah, place? Yeah, yeah. Well, right? Whole Foods is a great place to have. If you're ever in Del Mar, have, have lunch at Whole Foods. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you. That's a target-rich environment. There you go. Whew. Anyway, you know what I mean. back at your shopping um, spring. <laughs> um, I walked in there. I tried on a coat because I, I saw the coat online. Yeah. And oh. it was like, I, honestly, I bought a sport coat and it was like 170 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, because they're normally 600 bucks. I know. Right? I, I go, no way. So it, it said Patrick James, which is a retail kind of store. Okay. Never walked in that place before. Oh. And it's kind of snooty, you know. Yeah. Um, the guy recognized me from from uh, from the show, so I was, they, he was a little nicer at that yeah, point. Yeah. 
I don't know why. What do you expect it out of it? Well, I'm tired of saying Patrick James. James. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. So I walked in there. I tried on the jacket. Fit perfectly. I said, yeah, I'm going to go get my wife and ask her to take a look. Of That's course, a I'm not one. married. No. Nope. Walked out of there. And he's, and he's giving me, the, you know, he realizes that my wife Still didn't want me to go back in there. Yet better Doesn't online. know that I'm not married. Yeah. Went online, bought it, and I, I got a sport coat for 168 bucks, including. And, I, and by the way, and I signed up for their thing. I got 10% off and free shipping forever. I don't know if I'll ever buy anything yet. Buy me some. But the point is, is that on, the online spend every day in November and December okay. is forecasted to surpass a billion dollars. Daily. One of the biggest, yes, one of the biggest drivers of that growth would be smartphone shopping. Oh, jeez. B- buying smartphones. <laughs> I got all the guys' smartphones as bonuses for this year. You like that? What'd you get? I, uh, well, after the Ruth's Chris dinner and the uh, stripper bus, we're, uh, we're all flying to. Yeah. Where are we flying to? Uh, the Philippines. All right. I got one week. more. I got, uh, well, speaking of flying, uh, you know, the Southwest Airlines today has a sale on San Diego to Maui. Yeah. Until midnight tonight. Right. 129 and bucks each way. They're giving you the video from you in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Southwest. No. Yeah. So that's, so that's, so that's what's going on here today. Uh, that's uh, in the market. Yeah. Private payroll report shows 125,000 jobs versus the expected 100,000 jobs. Third quarter GDP hit it out of the park, and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell dropped interest rates another quarter percent. Do you know what happens when you get a third interest rate cut inside of a year? A third in the size of a year. Well, wasn't that Trump kind of wanting that? Yeah, but do you know why? No, what? Because uh, the S&P index has gone up 10% six months prior, uh-huh. or I beg your pardon, what? six months later. Okay, so when we've had three interest rate cuts in a year. Oh, I see. It's only happened three other times. After that fact. 10% higher on the S&P after six months and 20% a year out. So glad I'm in debt. So that happened in 1975, 1996, and 1998. That's why I believe you're seeing... the uh, the interest rate cuts. I think it was an insurance policy. There is some signs of there are some signs of a recession coming out of Europe, and we're trying to stave off those signs. Of what recession. do we care? Because we don't want a recession here, you dork. Uh, just ask, you know, for people who would have that question home. Because I, of course, knew the answer. Prior. Exactly. Never ask a question you don't know the answer. My good Back friend, my good friend Les Goldman. <laughs> um, who incidentally was supposed to be with us last week, and he got a car accident on the way to be on the air with us, and I sort of feel uh, that Russ is a bit responsible somehow. Is, are, we, uh, are we Skyping in from the, the hospital? No, no, he's good. He's uh, okay. No, he represents Northwest Biotherapeutics. Uh, of course, uh, Les is a senior vice president. I believe he's also legal counsel for them. Uh, clinical stage biotech company focused on the development of personalized cancer vaccines. Listen to this. Personalized cancer vaccines. I've spoken to a lot of people about this. Of course, we're based in San Diego. You're watching us anywhere from New York to Dallas. You're listening to us all across the world. We are the biotech hub of the world here, or one of them anyway, in yeah. San Diego, California. And I will tell you, immunotherapy uh, is, is, is tripping off the tongues of everyone, but what you haven't heard about is personalized cancer vaccines. And it's important to say the word personalized rather than customized. That's you know exactly I mean? right. There he goes. And Les, are we on the right track here, sir? First of all, how are you? Yeah. I am, I am fine, and I'm uh, sorry if there was... Any concern on your part, and I'm not sure Russ had much to do with it. Well, Russ, had, first of all, they <laughs> were people shut off the TVs uh, when right. you weren't on because they, they didn't just, want to just watch us. Watch, they they want to get somebody smarter back than us. Now. Hi, so, talk about this is really interesting because you talked about this last time, and we and, and and frankly, we have replayed that interview because people asked for it. But this is not just cancer therapy; it's a cancer vaccine, and it's a personalized cancer vaccine. And to Russ's point. It's what did you call it? It's not a not customized. It's not a customized. It's, it's a personalized. personalized. Talk about the yeah. differences between all of those things, please. 
Well, what we do, which nobody else has done yet in quite the same way, is we take the tumor tissue uh, that uh, comes from an operation or that we can inject in multiple tumors that can't be operated on. And we extract from that tumor tissue, which would otherwise go into the garbage, uh, an extract which exposes all of the biomarkers and antigens in that tumor and in that person. Yeah. And that particularized version of, of the tumor and of that cancer. And we create a lysate that exposes all of those biomarkers, which the cancer through millions of years of, of evolution has basically masked. And then we take your baby dendritic cells on a blood draw, a very simple blood draw uh, that, that it's, it's uh, similar to dialysis, but it's solving for these millions upon millions of generals of one's immune system, hmm. which order all of the dozens and dozens of weapons in the immune system to attack when they can identify them, the, the cancers. And this is the way nature intended us to fight all invading uh, foreign substances yeah. in our body. And therefore, we, do, we give a shot in the arm if it's an operable tumor, and if it isn't an operable tumor, we simply uh, use a, a, a guidance, uh, either MRI or ultrasound, and developed with MD Anderson, a very fine needle that can reach any spot in the body, and we actually inject our magic sauce into uh, that tumor. Well, I can't, and, hold on, and so I'll say, keep in mind, you know, the, the, the targeted injection is something that's very standard as well as far as uh, implementing uh, uh, just a generic here. You well, go. drug yeah. delivery. Well, yeah. I, I can tell you that I went was in and out of an MRI as they injected uh, one of my discs a couple years ago oh. with a steroid, and it, so it's targeted, and right. it's it's the same sort of needle he's talking about. The difference is is their DC Vax technology, uh, which really is 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 making this interesting because again, it's personalized cancer. Because uh, I would imagine if a tumor can just like morph into like, oh, this is a this is a you know a blood type that I need to change into this, and the tumor can do that, or you know this guy is who knows what everybody's got a different set of crap going through them. And the well, right, yeah. knows. one size does not fit all, and I think that's important to understand. This that. is kind of like military school for your own body. That's exactly right. Les Goldman is with us. Les, don't go anywhere. We're keeping you. Vice President, General Counsel, Northwest Biotherapeutics on The Big Biz Show. Jump Television Studios, The Big Biz Show, our affiliates and our hosts are not registered investment advisors or broker dealers. Our show hosts make no commitment that the purchase of securities of companies profiled or otherwise mentioned in our programming are suitable or advisable for any person or that an investment in such securities will be profitable in general. Given the nature of the companies profiled and the lack of an active trading market for their securities, investing in such securities is highly speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We profile selected publicly traded and privately held companies on our program. Most of these companies that we profile have provided compensation to Jump Television Studios and its hosts for the profile coverage. From time to time, we sell shares of the companies profiled in the open market that we receive as compensation for coverage of client companies, but never sell stock if we are speaking about interviewing or covering a public company who has paid compensation. 
Specific questions on compensation can be obtained by contacting jumptvstudios at gmail.com. Listeners should verify all claims and do their own due diligence before investing in any securities mentioned on this program. Investing in securities is speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We encourage our listeners to invest carefully and read the investor information available at the websites on the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, at sec.gov and or the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, at finra.org. Born broke and you die broke. They're trying not to take the in-between part too seriously. It's Sully and Russ on the Big Biz Show. Hey there, live from Jump Television Studios in sunny San Diego, California. 23 years on the radio, Russ and I. Wow. Going on 13 on television, Russ and I, and it's the Big Biz Show. Great to have you along. <laughs> yes, we're on YouTube America, Biz TV. That's 110 million television homes, as well as 150 radio stations across this country between Biz Talk Radio Network, iHeartRadio, and then we're also in 175 countries and all the ships at sea on American Forces Radio Network. Uh, Les Goldman, Vice President and General Counsel, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. I really enjoy Les uh, because Les, uh, by the way, uh, was a TV guy. He was chairman of the board of a group of television stations yeah. in four mid-sized cities across the country for several years. Of course, he's he's attorney. He's General Counsel and Vice President for the company called Northwest Biotherapeutics. Northwest Bio uh, is what I call them. NWBio.com is how you find them online. A clinical stage biotech company focused on the development of get this, not just cancer therapies, but a cancer vaccine that is personalized, not customized, customized, personalized to treat a broad range of solid tumor cancers. It's basically a vaccine that they call DCVAX. DCVAX is a platform technology that uses uh, what they call activated dendritic cells. What is that? Put put that in, in Johnny Lunchbucket language, Les, if you would, please. Dendritic. That is a perfect follow-up to uh, what we talked about a second ago. That's what I do this. This is what I do. <laughs> well, you're very smart in doing it. And this guy's from TV. So you know what? This right. is the, I just got validated because if you had we been around when he was there. We might have lost a job. We wouldn't have got fired yet. <laughs> there we go. All right. Take it away. The, act, the, the activated is that you take these dendritic cells, which are blocked by most cancer tumors in terms of the evolution of cancer over the years and you expose them to what they can't get to in the tumor for seven days in the lab on the operable tumors, or you do the same exact process inside the body if you can't operate on the tumors and you have to inject. And in both cases, the tumors are, the, the, the dendritic cells are reactivated to know to go after just those targets. So instead of something that poisons all parts of your body. Mm-hmm. You've got a cancer vaccine that is targeted at dozens and dozens of biomarkers in the cancer and mobilizes dozens and dozens of weapons in your immune system and lasts much longer and and gets a, a potentially much stronger response rate and has no toxic side effects because there's nothing being poisoned other than the target inside those tumors which were exposed when we made the lysate. Les, i got to ask you something. If, you know, and of course, people are watching this, and, and I don't think I know even a single person that hasn't uh, been touched by cancer in their life, if not personally, but by someone who they know uh, or a family member. Is there a certain 
for example, type of cancer, I mean, who, who are the best candidates? Or is it all cancer? Is that, is that uh, am I asking that correctly? We have, we have found through 15 different trials that reasonably encouraging results, some of it's preliminary, some of it's getting to the finish line in our GBM trial, uh, which is almost at the finish line. We have found very encouraging information on all the solid tumor cancers that we've tried. And it's, it's early. I mean, nothing has been approved yet. Uh, we've had some compassionate treatment programs. But the point is, and you put your finger on it a second ago, this is the biggest killer, not only around the world, but in the United States hmm. in particular. Hmm. One out of every two men are going to get cancer. One out of every three women are going to get it. And if there's a way to extend those lives, if there's a way to do it without the poisoning that often kills people instead of helping cure them, then that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And, and we're very excited about what we've got so far and what the future holds as we bring these trials to completion and look towards getting it commercialized. Les Goldman, Senior Vice President, General Counsel of Northwest Biotherapeutics. NWBio.com is their, is their website. They are publicly traded under the stock symbol NWBO. NWBO is, is mobilizing the entire immune system uh, akin to when we go get a flu shot, but we're mobilizing just those flu cells? Am I, being, or am I, too, am I simplifying that too much? Well, the way nature intended it is there's maybe, well, there's dozens of weapons in the immune system, and some are suited for some diseases, and some work together with other of the weapons, and the dendritic cell commands this whole crowd. And the beauty of this, the reason it appears to last longer and, and is not toxic, again, because it's not poisoning everything, uh, is that it uses many weapons, and the, the incredible brilliance of cancer and the reason it's such a killer hmm. is it is constantly mutating. There's a, the NIH has identified 22,000 mutations wow. in GBM alone. And because they mutate, if you're picking five or six targets in the, in the tumor in, in some of the drugs that we've already got and that are also poisonous, uh, they're going to mutate around that and then it stops working. Wow. Hey, Les, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you something I need to, uh, only because we're, ours, we're, we're... Ours attacks a whole lot more, so it takes longer. Well, that's what I want to ask you about because you got DZFAX L, which, which covers brain cancer and phase three is underway, Metast and it also uh, covers metastatic and ovarian cancer and phase one's complete. Then you also have DCVAX Direct, that's all solid tumor cancers and phase three is underway on, or phase one and two are underway on that as far as clinical trials. And then you got DCVAX Prostate uh, and, and the phase three was previously cleared by the FDA, and you're now you're awaiting a partnership. Talk, and that's the exact, I'm showing for our television audience the pipeline. Very quickly, I've got about 35 seconds here. Tell me about, uh, tell me about this FDA sort of arc of the story real quick. The FDA uh, watches your trials, uh, phase one, phase two, phase three. You follow all the regulations, and, and then you put your data together and submit it, not only to them, but we have, our trials have gone on in brain in the UK, in Germany, and in Canada. And, and we go to each of those regulatory agencies and ask for their permission. Some have different roles, some have different right. approaches. But, but the regulatory agencies commercialize you. And meanwhile, in some places, they let you do some compassionate treatment well, so even before your commercial. Well, isn't that, see, that's exactly it. This is really an exciting company, that Northwest right, Biotherapeutics. Or something like that? NWBio.com, stock symbol NWBO for more information. We'll also put them on our website. Les, come on back next week. I, I could talk to this guy for an hour. Yeah. Les Goldman, Senior Vice President, General Counsel, 
Northwest Biotherapeutics, nwbio.com. We'll see you in the lab. They voted Ben Bernanke, sexiest Fed chairman ever. It's Sully and Russ on The Big Biz Show. Nationwide, coast to coast, 110 million broadcast television homes on YouTube America and Biz TV. Nationwide here in the U.S. Of course, 150 radio stations on Biz Talk Radio Network, iHeart Media, and of course, in 175 countries and all the ships at sea on radio, on Armed Forces Radio Network. Big Biz Show's on the air. I'm Sully. That's Rusty Hill. That's right, and we're, uh, we're checking in safe in Southern California. <laughs> just one. I'm just going one big. Okay, big. can I just can I just hold on a second? Let me just. Back I should up. put the one towards you. So I can hear you better. Can I? Okay, so what? Well, hold on. It's the stuff that you can see it. So basically, if you're listening to us on radio, what Russ is, what Russ has, it's the holiday season, and Russ has an awful lot of gigs. Whether he's either impersonating Buddy the Elf or Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy. Uh, or the weed guy, Cron Burgundy. Similar. Or uh, you're now doing Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Well, we're here at the track, you know, Del Mar, California. Well, the so you have one serve. ear that looks like Bing. Just kind of do like and the other one looks like Where's Bob. Bob? You got Bing and Bob. I'm get myself a nice fuzzy little white hat and come up and sing to you over the holidays. Back to you, Bob. <laughs> 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 so fun to do Bing Crosby. And not many people got a chance. You know, there's a whole generation that just, who the hell is Bing Crosby? Jared, do you know who Bing Crosby is? Oh, well. Do you really? Oh, yeah. All right, Jared Coleman, our assistant director. Icon in the music yeah. industry, I'm assuming. Right. No. Yeah, ever met him? No. You ever met Bing? No. Bing and Bob? You ever no, meet Bob? No, 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 I met no, Bob no. once. No, I've been Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Hey, uh, a couple of things. Menasha Kessler. You know how Bob. Bing got his name, by the way? How? It was the noise he made when he shot his little guns when he was a, when he was a kid. Like cops and robbers. He'd go bing, bing, bing. And uh, kids said, hey, bing, bing, bing. There That's it is. crap. That is not crap. What do you think? He ate a lot of cherries? <laughs> no, I don't think. I think you made the whole thing up. That was good. Was anybody? You've been a judge of that. You got the right. Google it. All right. Buddy. Do you know what his, what do you suppose his most famous song was? Uh, White, White Christmas? Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Was Which it? Is so or was racist. it Mersey Dotes? <laughs> what? Mersey Dotes. You know Dozy Dotes and Little Lamb? Yeah, that's him. That was him. That's, a, that's not even it was, a song. It was from a musical comedy, and can you name the musical comedy? Musical comedy? Yes. God, no. Okay, you better look it up. Oh, you're Jared. Jared, Jared I'm not, my hands are up here. Well, what, am I, what am I, mentally Googling? <laughs> you know, if anybody could mentally Google, it would be Menasha Kestenbaum. You oh, know, yeah. In fact, I have to ask him this. Menasha <laughs> Kestenbaum, who I, he's one of my favorite people in the world, uh, founder and CEO of Enthusiast Gaming. They are a publicly traded company up in Canada uh, under the stock symbol EGLX, and uh, you can go to enthusiastgaming.com. They're not a gaming company. What they do is they build the lar- they're the largest gaming and esports company in the world where it's the Facebook of gaming. Which is Menasha, huge. Menasha, I have to ask you this. Do you think... There's going to be a time when your controller there, and he, and if you, when you see him here, he's got that bitch and chair thing that oh, they yeah, use in the like, headset. I know. He looks like he's an F-18 fighter pilot. Um, will there be a time when you can think your way through these games? Very possible. I think they're already working on that. Really? How, do they, how could you possibly do that? That's, I mean, stick chips in your ears. Put a couple chips in these things, just go like this. Next thing you know. Well, I mean, I could see you moving your head. 
Yeah. But I can't see how you could actually make action. Uh, Manasha, great to have you along. I know you've been really busy uh, doing road shows and taking the, taking the company on the road, uh, talking to broker-dealers across the country, new investors as well as companies. Uh, give us an over. We haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks because I know there's been a couple of holidays uh, in between our last visit. Talk to us. Give us, a, give us a top down for some of the people that didn't catch you the first few times uh, you've been on the air with us. Talk about enthusiast gaming. I'm calling you a social media of gaming, among other things. Yeah. Uh, I hate to use the word Facebook of gaming because you're much I think you're actually going to be bigger than than, than Facebook only because uh, you're already the biggest uh, yeah. esports company in the world talk a little bit about I'll let you take it from here yeah I mean it really simply it was just something I started in my basement I was a big gamer and started a blog um, and within our first month we had a a couple thousand users a year later we had a few hundred thousand users and we found a way over the next four years to become uh, we have 200 million gamers monthly right now, uh, verified third party by Comscore. So we're larger than Twitch, larger than IGN in the US. Uh, we have over 100 of the largest hardcore gaming websites and 900 YouTube channels. Um, and more recently, um, we merged with the Aquilini Game Co, mm-hmm. uh, who had acquired uh, the Pacific Northwest rights to Call of Duty and Overwatch, as well as Luminosity, who um, sure. has 70 influencer esports professionals, including the most famous one, Ninja, who they created, who most recently moved over to Mixer. Um, so, yeah, we have the largest, basically, communities online of hardcore lifestyle gamers and esports fans. And, and, and wow. so can you do us a favor, Manasha? Can you send an email out to all of them just to say, watch our show? Would you just, <laughs> you know, big blast. just hit that button Yeah, and, and put your face up there with ours? It would be, it would, I think it'd be good promo. This I'm, is as mysterious when, as Bitcoin is to me. Well, just when you... How does it, you well, know, well, some of the games and stuff? I, have no, I don't well, know what I, I, I think the I think the <laughs> question, Manasha, I think the question is, is that you've got several gamers online playing, and, I, and I'm going to go to the basic stuff because I'm older than you. Fortnite, yeah. for example, Example and clash of clash of clans. They're not playing pong <laughs> not, anymore. Not pong. Um, uh, and they're the, and they're already online in their universe playing uh, uh, their games. Right. Just so Rusty can understand, because I want to, because because Manash does a great job of this, and I've explained this to him a hundred times off the air. Enthusiast gaming fits in sort of. It is a community that holds all of those people that have like interests, and there's a lot of forums and and and, and right, talking right. back and forth. And is that about right? I know I'm simplifying that, but for Russ's sake, is that yeah? Is that about accurate? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And you know how Facebook back in the day, before social media came out, it was like, hey, you could actually connect with other people, see what they're up to, talk with them, and you could be posting pictures, you could be debating with them, you could be arguing, you could be making new friends. Yeah. It's the same idea with us in that if you look back in the 90s, all of gaming, the most social interaction you would get is if you were sitting on your couch with your brother or you're going out to recess at an elementary school and talking about the games. Yeah. But the internet and and smartphones open up so much more community aspect in, in interaction where we started off with a very, very simple value proposition where um, you know, Activision and Nintendo, they've got it down pat in terms of making the games, but who's taking care of the gamer's social life? Yeah. Who's the one creating these communities online? So my simple blog 
that was the concept of it is let these lifestyle gamers who all share a common passion have a place to unite and that really took off until we got to this point and was it just a, was it like a cocktail party of people talking about their favorite games and some of the and, and some of the nuances of competition and and streaming and says is that how you actually i mean would you would, would that be an accurate depiction of how that first blog started well, you know how like Facebook started off with Harvard and Amazon started off with books. Yeah. So we actually started off with one specific community that I knew best. It was the Nintendo fan group. Mm -hmm. So no PlayStation, no Xbox, no PC gaming, none of that kind of stuff, just <laughs> Nintendo. Um, and very quickly, the Nintendo fans all united and, and, and really enjoy this one website. And we, start, we started saying, hey what about all these other individual communities like Xbox? So yeah. we made an Xbox enthusiast and then we started, now, now we have over a hundred. Uh, so let's say our female gaming site is a Sims resource. It has 280 million page views a month. Wow. It's making $7 million top line, $5.5 million EBITDA just on that one asset alone. Huh. So each of these kind of hubs for gamers to kind of connect with the others who are like them um, yeah. exist within our community online. And how about, can the gamers talk to like the company and say, look, I can't get to level four. There's a, you know, there's a snake in my tool. No, they, they don't talk to the company. They talk to each other though, but right? I'm saying, I mean, isn't that, that part of it, right, Manash? But would the yeah. company get involved and go, all right, here's a little, here's a little, you know. Well, sometimes they dropped hits, but this, that's exactly what you guys did, right? I mean, you invented that. Yeah, we, we don't want to be the ones owning any assets, right? right. We, we want to be, hey, we're, we're just providing you guys the medium of how to connect with each other and then ask each other that stuff. So yeah. we don't get involved in the game publishing or any of, the, of those kind of specific content pieces. We let the content creators figure it out themselves. But would one of those creators maybe sneak in as DSJ New York or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there a... And say, let me give you a hint. I don't know. Something like that. That's what, what, would, what would be the upside for, for that? Oh, well, just, to, just to get in with your well, customer? Well, because I'm an idiot, and I'd go, hey, Game Boy, or whatever it's called, how do I, how do I start? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't, I I don't what, belong what in that to, world. One would have true. to ask, with the amount of users you have, what, is, what are your aspirations as a CEO for the company? Where do you go next? Because you are already the largest guy out there. I mean, you are... I hate to use this as an analogy, but I'm going to. You're the Facebook of your industry, and you're clearly you're only getting bigger. Talk a little bit about where, where, where is there left to go? So in, in terms of scale, we, if you could just imagine this, back in 2016, there were five people in the office with this little 100-square-foot office that we were all huddled into. We, br we burst out of our offices uh, six times in the past three years, and now we have, you know, 245 people. All right, stop there. I'm keeping you over. I need more of them. I, uh, Manasha, I, I'm trying to get Manasha to come in. He was supposed to come in. He was supposed to be here this week with us in studio. And, the, and, the, and the, well, the fires. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> and the fires uh, kept him away. I, I could spend, again, hours with this guy. Manasha, stay right there. Manasha Kessenbaum, founder and CEO, Enthusiast Gaming, publicly traded company uh, up in Canada under the stock symbol EGLX. But, of course, EnthusiastGaming.com, building an authentic gaming community. I have a great wow, auction idea. Man. All right, very good. What do you think the teacher's right. going to look like? Yeah, stay right there. Big Miss Show. Love it.
Jump Television Studios, The Big Biz Show, our affiliates, and our hosts are not registered investment advisors or broker dealers. Our show hosts make no commitment that the purchase of securities of companies profiled or otherwise mentioned in our programming are suitable or advisable for any person, or that an investment in such securities will be profitable in general. Given the nature of the companies profiled and the lack of an active trading market for their securities, investing in such securities is highly speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We profile selected publicly traded and privately held companies on our program. Most of these companies that we profile have provided compensation to Jump Television Studios and its hosts for the profile coverage. From time to time, we sell shares of the companies profiled in the open market that we receive as compensation for coverage of client companies, but never sell stock if we are speaking about interviewing or covering a public company who has paid compensation. Specific questions on compensation can be obtained by contacting jumptvstudios at gmail.com. Listeners should verify all claims and do their own due diligence before investing in any securities mentioned on this program. Investing in securities is speculative and carries a high degree of risk. We encourage our listeners to invest carefully and read the investor information available at the websites on the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, at sec.gov and or the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, FINRA, at finra.org. Try not to take the in-between part too seriously. It's Sully and Russ on The Big Biz Show. Big Biz Show, bigbizshow.com. <laughs> Rusty Nails, Sully, the Emmy Award winning. Thank you. Um, and the Emmy Award winning. I'm Big Crosby. I don't know what's wrong with you. Manassas, that's the bomb. Founder and CEO, Enthusiast Gaming. I can talk to this guy forever yeah. because, first of all, it's an exciting it's an exciting space that we don't ever get to talk about. But number two, um, uh, you're talking about a company here that's, that's uh, that has literally changed the face. When you talk about uh, you know the, the the recent story, Manasha, about the gentleman uh, who won, I, if I'm not mistaken, seven million dollars playing Fortnite mm-hmm. or something. Um, uh, which was broadcast. Fort Knox. There, night. there are more. Yeah, <laughs> there are more and more of these programs. I mean, I just trolling through the channels on on terrestrial TV, not over the top, not your Amazon Fire, Roku, Apple, but terrestrial cable networks yeah. are now carrying this. Was that something that you saw a while back, Manasha, that this was going to happen? Or was that a surprise to you? No, this is not a surprise at all. I mean, I got involved in 2011. Um, I had been doing this since I was six years old. So. Oh, to, to me, this was, um, we jumped in with both feet because we saw where this was going. I'm just happy it's finally caught onto the mainstream and we've arrived. Yeah, but, but with respect to the, the, but the, the, vid, the, audio, uh, the audience viewership numbers for television of people watching televised gaming, boy, I mean, that's just, I think that came out of nowhere. Or, or am I, are, we, are we just so old that we didn't see it coming? Because I, that's sort of a surprise. I think that's it. Uh, to broadcast media, that that, was, that that was a category that people are really excited about. Yeah, I think it's the accessibility is that it's no longer tethered to, uh, you know, a land-based um, medium. So it, it's all smartphones has caused this because you could connect everywhere and stream everywhere. Yeah. So and 5G coming along has to be a big yeah. Mac Daddy. Yeah, is that going to be a game changer for you guys? 5G is kind of spotty right now. Video and, game and, changer. And, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and will it? Will this be a game changer for you folks? 
I think 5G is going to be huge as as well as streaming speeds because you're going to start having like the Netflix of gaming very soon in terms of instead of buying new games, you're going to pay a 9.99 or something like that to Google Stadia or, or mm-hmm. others once the streaming is strong enough. Um, and that's going to probably open up even in a larger world yeah. of gamers because the, the barrier to entry is even lower. And ease, the ease of – I get mixed up on the controls. That's why I just put it down and go, I don't know. So once, it, once you're saying – Well, that's part, fine, of, uh, that's part of enthusiast gaming. I'm assuming you have tutorials and you have different modules there for, for young gamers that are trying to learn something. Isn't that, isn't that part of the attraction? It's a one-stop shop for almost everything, right? Exactly. Hey, a lot of our video content is like that. Yeah, Manash, I got to ask you as, as you go, going back to enthusiast gaming as a company and not as a, and not just the industry in gaming. Where do you see yourselves in the next three to five years in terms of uh, in terms of user base and user acquisition? And and where do you think? I mean, are you do you have to stay ahead of the curve, technology wise, or now do you guys have a base of operations? You know, with respect, where a safe place for people to go, uh, with respect to, to to the gaming industry, or or do you need to constantly be be changing your own backbone and your own own, uh, infrastructure there. Hmm. Well, I think we have a really unique opportunity right now in that we already amassed the assets so that we have the people. Um, of course, we're going to try and grow from 200 million users to 250 and use kind of the, the $55 million we raised in the past three months to continue acquiring users. But I think the real opportunity right now is um, we treat ourselves like a pre-revenue company until now. Uh, yes, we're expected to hit 30 million plus this year, where, whereas two years ago we were doing $350,000. So we've we've grown because it's hard to not make money if you have a lot of users. Sure. But it's not it's not as sophisticated in terms of building out a massive sales team that's selling to the Procter and Gamble's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where we're at right now in terms of the maturity of the revenue stream, as well as we've we've launched recently a subscription offering, um, and we have 70,000 people who have signed up to pay us $4 a month. So that's $280,000 of Jeez. 100% margin uh, revenue. Yeah. So if we could grow that 70,000 to 250,000, which is a 10th of a percent of sure. our total user base. That's a million bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's doable. Yeah. Wow. And, and, then, and that's just and one piece of it though. That's just one module, correct? Ex- exactly. Yeah. And that's on the revenue side. And does your chair vibrate when your gun gets fired or anything like that? <laughs> it's like one of those you know? <laughs> It's like one of those bitching chairs. Hey, Manasha, have you changed your have, take off uh, let me take off my uh, Oh, I see. Oh, there it is. Oh, see, look at that. Even cooler now. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, listen, uh, uh, before you get out of here, uh, we got to get you in San Diego. And and by the way, one last question: Do you still think Clash is the game for people that are over fifty uh, that uh, that should start playing games? Is that is that where Rush should start? <laughs> I think that's one game. Have you played Tetris? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, back in the eighties, Russ was big in the eighties. Now he's uh, eighty. Thank you. What a great crowd. Have you played right. Tetris? I love it's when this actually. It's actually still quite popular. Thank you. Um, I and there's prob- a new game called Tetris uh, 99, I believe, yeah. where you can play against 100 other people playing Tetris all at the same okay, time. Okay, you know what? Tetris 99. Oh, Russ, on Russ is going to be terrified. Get the trophy ready. Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Enthusiast Gaming, building an authentic gaming community. Mm-hmm. Manasha Kessenbaum, founder and CEO. And, of course, you can go to EnthusiastGaming.com. And if you're up in Canada, they're publicly traded under the stock symbol EGLX. All right. Christiana is our director. Jared Coleman, our assistant director. Molly the Tamale, our intern. Curtis Matovich, our floor director, floor cameraman, floor producer, composer, editor, 
Keeper of Keys, and from who else? Wes and Flop. And stage manager. Yeah. Russ is funny.com because? Bean Crosby.com was taken. <laughs> <laughs>